0: You're listening to Autism Approved Radio, where we bring hope and help into your homes. Hi, guys. Hi, there. Welcome to our new radio show on Autism Approved called... Listening with Lisa. And Kristen. Laughter, words of wisdom, and wine. All right. (laughs) Cheers to that. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) We are so excited to be here. You know, we are constantly being asked questions about different things about our kiddos of all ages. And we're going to be doing different topics every month that hopefully will be questions you guys have already been asking us and you know, also reminding you guys to laugh and remind you guys to take time for yourselves. Yeah. That's a combination of trying to keep it all together without losing it. Absolutely. And we've been there. Oh yes. Before. And, uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys feel like we're in your living room and we're just kind of having a glass of wine together. So okay. whether it be your apple cider vinegar, or apple cider vinegar, Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that's for gastro issues. So go right ahead. <laughs> or I was going to say sparkling apple cider, <laughs> but you can know where my mind is all the time. Yeah, fermentation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> But we like to do the other fermentation as having wine. So, um, yeah. But we're here talking about lots of different things. We're excited. Um, but before we talk about our topic today, we're going to start with an inspirational quote.
1: Yeah, and really it's just the way that I look at life is a Lisa lesson, if you will, is especially for the topic that is going to happen today, is really you're stronger than you think and you're smarter than you think. And the biggest trouble that I ever got to in my autism journey Uh, for the last, gosh, feels like 100 years, but it's only 14, is really just not understanding that how much I know already and to listen to my gut. And if something doesn't feel right, to call time out. And, you know, consult with your friends, you know, sit down and talk for a bit. Unless you're in the ER, you have time to take a deep breath, pause, and before you sign that paper or commit to anything or have to do a major decision for your kid, take the time and really stop. And really understand that you probably know the answer, but just give your, yourself some time to figure out if that's the right answer for your family. So That's a great, great way to
0: think about it. I know I do the same thing. Is sometimes you might not know exactly what to do because too many options are coming at you yeah. at once. But sometimes you just sleep on it or maybe yeah. even take a couple of days. Yeah. And whatever seems to come like in your mind is usually the right answer
1: and and really to only act when it's clear and obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, I find clear that and you, obvious. you know, if you if you do a knee-jerk reaction and you're not, you know, ready to make that decision, then then call time out. That's the best strategy and especially only do it when you feel comfortable.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think that's a great quote for you guys, and now it's time for our topic today. Whoop whoop. Okay, well, the topic today is what to do when you first get the diagnosis.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully you're not drinking wine at that moment in time. But, uh, you know, I I think there's so much, Kristen, you you can easily take yourself back. And sometimes when we talk to families where it's almost like we're, you know, going back in time and feeling it all over again, it's probably one of the scariest days I can think of. Because there was so much uncertainty. I mean, how was it with Jacks?
0: Well, I remember it was a Friday, it was October fifteenth, two thousand and four. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I mean, I remember sitting there, I remember the pamphlet they handed me. You got a pamphlet? I got a pamphlet. And (laughs) it didn't have much in it. It basically, you know, said that most likely he was gonna be in a group home Mm -hmm. and that, you know, not to really think that he was gonna look or talk. And this was the best that it was pretty much gonna be. And, you know, I remember driving home. In the car, and I remember Jackson in the car seat, you know, behind me, thinking, "Wow, when we, before we got here, you had all these hopes and dreams, and you thought you were going to find answers." Yeah. And driving home, it was as though all those hopes and dreams and those answers—there were none. Yeah. And you were just going to go home, and you just didn't know what to do. So, if you're feeling that way, um, I'm, I feel sad because you would think ten years later you wouldn't be feeling that way. But I've heard the same story still ten yeah. years later. Yeah. People
1: are still being told there isn't a lot but we're here to tell you that there is. Oh my gosh. That's the beauty of the autism uh, diagnosis is it's not a death sentence. It's not where there's no hope and nothing you can do. It's quite the opposite. We call it, it's not game over, it's game on. <laughs> <Like> so, <that. laughs> you know. And, and for many families, I, I think the, the emphasis has to be that the beautiful child you gave birth to is still there looking at you when they're looking at you mm-hmm. or still there in your lives. And you just really have to embrace those next steps and What's the most remarkable thing for me is that, hey, there's 40,000 families we've served. We've got a lot of lessons learned. Let's make that path easier for you. So I always say your first step is get connected to Taka and AHA and and get a parent mentor assigned to you right away. And that's going to really ease the process. And before you think, how much does that cost me? It's free. Pretty much almost everything we're going to talk about today is free. So... um, Explain to them what a mentor is, because I think a lot of people don't really quite understand the dating match game that you guys do at Taco with the mentors. (laughs) Well, I always laugh. It is like Match.com without the dating, and and you should not be kissing or going out on a date with your mentor. Uh, This is someone who's trained, insured, and managed to handle new parent questions and also advanced parent questions. And they're geographically, hopefully close to you, sometimes in the same city, if not really close by. And, and they're assigned to you based on age and need of your child and their child. So you may get someone that's two to five years ahead of you but has a similar type of situation that they've experienced with their kid. So for example, you get an autism diagnosis and maybe you have seizures as well, and then you have school district questions. We match you based on those topics, and those topics are, um, can be changing. So we can rematch you based on uh, specific needs, or uh, just answer questions as you go along your journey. And it's really, it's just finding a good friend that's going to help you out long term.
0: And they've already been Googling and they've already been to some of the conferences and they've already been, you know, there before you. It doesn't mean that their child's recovered. It just means that they have been on that path a little bit longer to kind
1: of help guide you um, in an easier way so you don't feel so overwhelmed. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. And it, and it, you know, the one thing I remember with the autism diagnosis, it was not just, you know, the no hope, nothing you can do and and prepare for the worst, uh, which is really the most worst thing you can say to somebody, um, was I lost my sense of community. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I couldn't go to church because my kid at the time was the Tasmanian devil. Um, I, I had trouble going to play groups. This was before school started for Jeff. Uh, so he was a... Uh, June 1st, 1998, so a long time ago, back in the dark ages, it feels like. And I only feel sorry for the families in the 50s, 60s, well, and I can't 70s, even imagine. 80s. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, but, you know, we really, it, it, it builds that sense of community. By getting a mentor, you're not just a prisoner in your own home. You're connected to someone who's going to help. And then get connected through conferences, through AHA and TACA, and, of course, meetings. You know, there's a lot of great meetings, and they're not like a meetings. Well, God, and we're drinking wine. Well, they're not like a meetings where you're like, oh, I'm Lisa, and I'm an alcoholic. You know, it's it's all about getting help, getting new information, and getting and staying connected. And those resources are really going to help you long term.
0: And how many meetings? I know Talka has a lot of coffee talks, and they have different meetings yeah. throughout the, the states. I know, how many states are you guys in right now, We're approximately? In 20,
1: we're in 23 states, Okay, and there's anywhere from 40 to 50 meetings on average every month. And so, um, and if you can't make a meeting and let's say we're not yet in your state, you know, definitely sign up for a conference. Because you Um, have webinars now. Yeah, and, and those webinars and live chat. So if you get stuck and you have a question and you're not yet connected to a mentor, you can live chat Recall the toll-free number. There's there's lots of ways to get connected. So, and
0: I think a lot of people I still can't imagine out there, but especially if you first get the diagnosis. Unfortunately, the doctor doesn't hand you a pamphlet with all the nonprofit organizations out there yeah. that are helping. I, I, if we could get to that point one day, that'd be fabulous. Um, but we're not there yet. Um, but I know that like everything Lisa was saying, there's webinars and there's you know different conferences and Facebook has been phenomenal with trying to keep in contact with the community. You're meeting people all over the world that might have answers for you. Another thing is, um, when you first get the diagnosis, when you start getting, let's say, um, the different guides that Taka has, or you get different books that maybe you see somebody recommends on Facebook, you're not going to have all this time in the world because if you remember, you still have this little kiddo that's expecting you to help them. Mm -hmm. So to try to read, 27 books and trying to take care of maybe you have other children and maybe you're married and trying to do all of that One thing I would recommend is for those family members that have not walked away from you because sometimes they just don't know what to do Mm -hmm. I wish I would have done this. I've given this a recommendation to many families and I've gotten great feedback on it um, To give them maybe a couple of the books and have them read them with you or for you that way maybe you're reading one and they're reading one and, and then have them come over to your house and everybody kind of talk about what the books were saying to kind of mm-hmm. give you a synopsis of what, what they learned. Mm-hmm. Because now you're learning it faster. You can learn to see maybe this is going to help. Maybe that's going to help. The other thing that does is it puts the family or friends, it doesn't have to be just family, but puts everybody kind of in charge of putting your kind of village and your mm-hmm. community and you will feel less alone because now they want to help. They just don't know how to.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, it's like you can definitely get on information overload uh, like drinking water from a fire hose. So mm-hmm. really, you know, I always recommend we have a an autism journey guide for new families, and we have a short cliff note version of it and a brochure, and those are free at any TACA meeting. Uh, you can call the 800 number and have it shipped to you as well. So, I mean, we can help in a number of ways, and I know the first steps that I always recommend to families is, you know, one – Get the diagnosis, the label that's the best, most descriptive uh, label for your child because it's really going to drive services. And don't be afraid of a label because Mm -hmm. that label doesn't have to be forever. We've seen thousands of kids recover from autism, meaning they're indistinguishable from their peers, they've lost the diagnosis, and you can't pick them out of a lineup. Mm -hmm. So um, really, don't be afraid. If there's a label out there, Uh, definitely look into it. The only one that I see misused is mental retardation or intellectual disability. Uh, But everything else, if I had to call my kid uh a pink spotted leopard you know i'd be like <laughs> if you can get the service drive, yeah
0: if you can get the services and that's what you guys need is there yeah. needs to be a way to figure out how to get those services a lot of times they don't want to give you the right label yeah. and that's why it's important to talk to other family members and or families that are dealing with this through the groups that TACA offers and what you know facebook and stuff because they can really help you with that
1: right and through that labeling process then you can get the independent assessments that are going to help drive the service need so I think what happens all the time is people get, you know, labeled, whether it's through their school district or their early start or regional center, it just depends what state you're in, um, state of mind, geographically <laughs> speaking, um, but to go then get an independent assessment from a neuropsychologist or a speech pathologist or anything else with a gist at the end of it, just so we can make sure that we have an accurate description of the needs for that individual. You know, what happens is you get the diagnosis and then you're like, now what? Yeah. Right? You're like, what the hell do I do now?
0: And it's not just the school system that are the services that you need. And that's one, that's kind of one kind of thing that I see a lot of people kind of get into is, oh, just the school is going to help. I just need the services from the school. And we're going to be doing other shows talking about. Not, it's not just the school. That school is definitely a good a good place to start, yeah. but it's not the end-all, be-all because there's different things with diet and biomedical and other therapies that are out there mm-hmm. that not necessarily your school might pay for, but maybe your insurance might pay for, or yeah. maybe things you can get trained in and you can do yourself.
1: Well, I mean, the bummer, Kristen, you remember this, is like you go to either school district or early start slash regional center. And keep in mind, if they diagnose it and they, and they identify the problem, they have to identify the solution. So often there's a hesitancy in identifying mm-hmm. the issues. I don't mean to call our children problems. I love our kids. But, you know, <laughs> the problem that, that the individual may be having. So you have to get an independent assessment. Get an objective assessment. It's going to be so much better for you long term. And then you have that milestone in the ground or that stake in the ground that you can go back and compare to in 6 months or 12 months. But to me, independent assessments is someone you found. Um, They were recommended probably by another, you know, taka or aha mommy or daddy out there. And they're going to identify and then make recommendations, almost like a recipe card. I found this. This is what we need to do. And often with school districts, because if they identify the issue or the diagnosis or the labor or the deficit, they have to provide the solution. Sometimes there's hesitancy in there. Mm-hmm. So I really recommend independent. That's probably the best money you can spend outside and get reimbursed through health insurance just to make sure you've got the right label, but also the recipe card on what to do because mm-hmm. that varies by kit. Absolutely. So and then the other thing <clears throat> that I think a lot of new families miss is like Okay, you get the diagnosis. You got the assessment. Bravo! Yay! Mm-hmm. You know, you maybe you have some applied behavioral analysis or speech therapy or, or relationship ther- or whatever. Yeah, yeah the, All the alphabet soup. You yes. got that going on. What happens next is medical. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, first step is finding a really good doctor. That after. knows what
0: they're doing. Yeah, It's not, and most of the time, guys, and I hate to tell you this, but it's not the ones that are going to be in your insurance guide. Yeah. And, um, I wish
1: they were, um, but they're not, we don't have enough wine,
0: but yes, yes here's <laughs> now and
1: listen to us later.
0: <laughs> well, and the thing is, we're lucky because I mean, I know when Jeff was diagnosed and I know when Jackson was diagnosed, even we definitely had doctors out there trying, but we didn't have a lot to choose from yeah. today. It feels as though we're getting more and more and more to choose from with MAPS on board, which stands yeah. for Medical Academy Pediatrics of Special Needs. Yes. Wow, I said that all in one breath. Yeah, and Bravo. <laughs> and you if you're old, heard more one. I know. <laughs> uh, and if you're old school, you probably remember Dan Doctors defeat Autism Now, but we're not supposed to call them that anymore. Then they were changed to ARI, and, which is Autism Research Institute. Yeah. Um, but now we're hearing more and more about MAPS doctors or just
1: doctors that are really specialized in autism. Yeah. And would you agree? Absolutely. And I think what I love medmaps.org, one, they've they've been to um, a variety of different trainings, they've been mentored, um, and they have to pass tests. Mm -hmm. And then they get listed on the website. So they go through a vetting process that you don't need to go through. And sometimes their area of specialization is right up your alley. And sometimes you need to go and find a different specialist. Like I mentioned, you know, you may have someone in your life, living with seizures. Well, you need to have a doctor that understands that mm-hmm. and how to treat that. So I know that MedMaps doctors just go above and beyond. They spend the time. They, they do the labs that are needed, and they're all labs by Quest and LabCorp. Which a lot of times your insurance covers. Oh, it always covers. Yes. If and you so, code it right. If you code it to
0: something crazy, they don't cover it. But if you code it right. You should get it. And even everyone's insurance is a little different, but yeah. I've heard from a majority of people it gets covered. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I know that there are some scholarships or grants out there mm-hmm. to at least help you get started. It's not a huge amount, guys, but this is pretty much where you want to put your dollars at least in the beginning mm-hmm. to kind of see where, just like you got the diagnosis and you got that label right, now you kind of need to know what's going on in the body. Right. And even if you might just see that doctor two to three times a year to kind of get a, a back and forth of what's going on, now the therapies that you're doing are going to be that much greater at helping the child with you know what's going on, which we call biomedical, which we're going to be talking about in other shows, but just to give you a little bit of an idea, just to find out what's going on the inside of the body.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, the sad part in the 40,000 families that we serve, it's only a handful of families that have been healthy, Um, their kids, you know, so much new research has happened since 2005 that demonstrates there's a lot of kids on the spectrum that have other medical issues so it's not because of their autism mm-hmm. it's usually a one plus one plus one or maybe equals more. seven versus three right <laughs> so good times so maybe you know what we need to do is just make sure we keep an open mind and and with the hallmark of the disability a lot of pre children out there 40 percent are pre and then we have as you know add on the you know maybe they don't have a fully functioning sense of pain mm-hmm. you know, or a high threshold of pain. It's really up to the parents, you know, to, to sleuth this and be a detective and figure out what's going on. I mean... I remember you telling me about Jack's not being able to sleep, mm-hmm. you know, the allergy shiners, Absolute, the dark circles. Absolutely.
0: And he can sleep, and he sleeps 10 to 11 hours a night oh, straight now, you know. I wish I could. I know, me too. <laughs> it's like, oh, I need to do oh, what that's he's doing. topic. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and he's potty trained now, and yeah. he wasn't potty trained until he was 8. He's 12 now. Um, and so, guys, I was out there changing diapers, and I was literally just thinking the other day, actually yesterday, I was thinking, gosh, when did he stop? poop smearing, you know, but he used to do that, and I thought, oh my gosh, it's been that long that I've actually forgot, and so guys, it does happen, like, you can go through some type of chapter in your life now, and then you get through it and it doesn't feel like you're going to get through it at three o'clock in the morning when you're cleaning off the walls and cleaning up the bath and cleaning yourself off and smelling like it for another two days. And I remember walking down the hall and (laughs) thinking, Oh my goodness gracious, I'm smelling something. I don't, and you know, he's dead asleep at that point and I have to wake him up to bathe him and clean everything. And guys, I know we've both been there. We know what that feels like. But it's going to get better. Yeah. And I know, Lisa, if you told me many times that, you know, that you're almost at that tunnel. You're getting at yeah. the end of that tunnel. The light's at the end of the tunnel. And that's not a dream. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it really does happen. So, you know, right yeah. now what's happening to you guys, you know, we've been there. We know what it feels like. And you're not alone. No,
1: definitely not alone. And, and know that with consistent hard work, this is really what trips people up is that they think if they try it for a little bit, they should see results immediately. You know, I I really wish out there folks get immediate results. But I know that if you're not well and you've got um, issues that are affecting your health, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And I know for us, um, God, it was Jeff, he was four years before, into functional and biomedical medicine, you know, before we started to see a definitive change in a positive way. And it's just been such a blessing. So I just had to have the faith, keep the Mm -hmm. faith um, that, that hard work pays off and to not, to not run when you don't see something in two weeks or two months, it may take a little bit more time, you know, to get them healthy. So, you know, thousands of stories later, thousands and thousands of stories later that we see families come back and just go, Oh my God, what a different kid, you know, Mm -hmm. they're talking now, or they're sleeping finally, or they don't, you know, have self-injurious behavior, or they're not you know, throwing up after they eat, you know, and and again, there's thousands of symptoms of medical issues. So we could talk just one show on medical issues and not hit them all. Absolutely. Know that your odds are, you know, odds are your kid has autism and perhaps one or more other labels that are medically treatable. And the biggest message, the absolute most important message If you feel better, you act better. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) And I think, guys, when you're thinking about because you've just got the diagnosis and we're talking about a lot, and I know for us it seems like an easy thing because we've been living it for, I've been doing it for 10 years, she's been doing it for 14 years. hundred Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, but it does get easier, and yeah. nothing is easy, just so you know. I mean, even after doing it for 10 years, sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, I thought we were done with that, you know? <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's easier when you start building a community around yourself, yeah. and you start learning what other people are going through, and you have that support system. And I think at the end of the day, when you first get the diagnosis, the first thing I can say is
1: to try to get that support system. Yeah, and... That's, you know, AHA's got that, Taka's got that, you know, just plug in and don't be afraid. You know, it was so funny. You know, early on, my husband and I very educated or what, he's more educated than I am. Um, But went to school, uh, started three businesses, did really, we thought we were knowledgeable, you know, Mm -hmm. throw it at us, we could take it. Um, And we just had to come to the conclusion that, you know, it's not a sign of weakness to go ask for help. You know, you, if, if you've got a baby that's three years old, they're counting on you to be smart faster. <laughs> so why not plug in? And don't be afraid of plugging in. You know, I, I think back now, it probably took us two years to get traction where we didn't feel like we were spinning our wheels. And I really wish we had that traction early on. So don't feel bad about reaching out and going, yeah, I want to plug in. Just tell them you're plugging in because you like their coffee or wine or
0: whatever it is. But, you know, and now there's places in.
1: to plug in like yeah. Taka. And
0: AHA, we will send you to other resources like Taka. Yeah. Um, we don't reinvent the wheel. We just find people that have already made the wheel look really pretty, and then we tell you about it. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> well, we could keep talking on this topic, but we got to keep go on. And yeah, yeah. We are, you guys, just keep listening every month. Every month we're going to have a new topic for you guys. Mm-hmm. If you guys have a topic you want us to talk about, Email, or you can do, um, what is TACA's info?
1: Yeah, we, we the best way to get uh, connected to TACA is to go to the website, tacanow.org, T-A-C-A-N-O-W dot O-R-G. Or, you know, you can definitely call um, the 800 number. Uh, it's toll free at 855-726-7810. And then all the YouTube slash Facebook slash Flickr slash Twitter slash everything else, social media is uh, in the bottom right hand corner. And
0: the same for Autism Help Alliance. Um, you can go to uh, org. You can find our Facebook, our YouTube. We have, I know, probably like over 100 YouTube videos at They're this great. point, you know, yeah. and so we. They're really great for just a free resource, a quick resource. You can be in your pajamas, you know, look at it. Um, We, again, will point you to other people doing things that we found helpful. Um, If you want to email us, uh, the best way to get a hold of us is through email. You can do info at autismhopealliance.org. You know, you can ask us anything. We are happy to point you in that direction. And, again, we're going to be here every month, guys, talking to you guys. And um, we're just so excited to be here. So yay yay for that. Okay, so our next um, segment, I guess you will call it, is called Kristen's Corner. Real excited about this. If you guys have heard and uh, other radio shows I've done or um, seen blogs that we do, we call it Kristen's Corner. So hopefully you guys can remember this corner. <laughs> um, I try to find uh, tips for you guys, either that I read or things that I think, gosh, I wish everybody else knew about this. And you know, really asking you guys that question: What have you done in your five minutes? And One of the things, just because today's topic is what do I do after I get the first, or when I first get the diagnosis, is one thing I'd really like to recommend, and I found this on redbookmag.com, is to really, um, if you're married, to really... You know, can stay connected to your spouse because a lot of times you get so into the autism world and everything you're doing is autism. Whether it be taking care of your child or trying to help another child in your household, uh, maybe you're working full time and you're trying to learn about diets and you're trying to just do everything. And none of us have that Superman cape. We just don't have. If you guys have one, let me know because I want to buy it from you. Because we don't have that. And. But what we forget is we sometimes start to do so great in other avenues of our life that we start to weaken other avenues like our marriage. So one thing um, I found, like I said, was on redbookmag.com, and it was really, um, they they call it 50 date night ideas. Um, I picked two of them. (laughs) But you can go to their website and you can find all 50 if you want to learn all about it. Um, But one of them was they talked about hitting a morning matinee, and I thought this was really great because if you have a job where maybe it's a little bit more flexible, where maybe Maybe you can go in later that day, or maybe uh, you work from home. Then morning matinee is great because if if your child's in school. already in school and it's a great opportunity for you and your husband to kind of carve out some time for yourself on redbookmag.com it talks about says my husband and I love movies but we recently felt like the entire Friday night ordeal from the crowds to the prices to the babysitters was just too much so now what we do is we uh, do a morning matinee tickets are less expensive and uh, we'll even buy bagels and sneak them in before we go in Um, so I think if you have a favorite whatever you can bring that in and it's a great kind of date morning for you guys another thing is plan a picnic that's uh what they write on the website they say nothing makes me happier than a blanket basket and some yummy snacks um and so they just even sometimes do it in a park or even in their backyard and it's another great way great way to connect with your spouse um and it doesn't cost a lot of money and again just asking you guys to remind yourselves to ask yourself what have you done in your five minutes so that's kristen's corner and now that brings
1: us to lisa's lesson ah lisa's lesson um, really when you think about autism, it is a journey and, and, and for you old bees out there, really, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you and I, we've done a half marathon, haven't we?
0: <laughs> yes, we <laughs> yeah. have. She did much better in the half marathon than I did, but I did
1: finish. <laughs> uh, you know, high five. Like. <laughs> but I, I look at it, it's, it's a simple term and, and I know a lot of people who've been out there a while want to hit me with a baseball bat whenever I say it, but really just, it's, it's a reminder that, you know, you've got to pace yourself. you got to take the time. You gotta train, you gotta stretch, and, and don't just sprint to the race line because sometimes that line looks, it, it, it seems close, but it may be a little farther. Uh, so you gotta pace yourself. So please remember to do that and not burn out. We gotta keep you around for a while. Absolutely.
0: Well, we've so enjoyed doing our first. Video show together. Yeah, that was good. And I can't believe it's done. I know it's already over, but we'll be back next month. Yeah. And please share, you know, with your friends and everybody else. You know, if we're we're doing these projects to help you guys. Yeah. We know what it's like to be there. We don't want you to feel alone, but we need you guys to share the good message out there that there's hope and there's help, and we're here.
1: Yeah, and if uh, any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we're always looking for new topics. Uh, We have a long list that we're going to be covering, but new ideas, especially cool ones, bring it on. We'll do it. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been great, but until next time. Yeah, next time we'll see you. Bye. Bye.
0: You're listening to Autism Approved Radio.